this is where I grew up. These are my people. I want to make my community better. I want like people here to feel good. I want to empower the people I know and be a part of their lives as they live it. Like that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here for that experience. Hi guys. Welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Laundry podcast. My name is Giselle Plamondon. I am a clinical counselor and psychological astrologer, and I started this podcast to have real grounded conversations about literally anything and everything. Our guest today is Chrissy Cooney. If you live in Saskatoon and have had the pleasure to be taught by her at the movement, you, you're probably pretty freaking stoked for this episode because one of the things that I've noticed about Chrissy is that people notice her and not in a like weird egotistical kind of way, but just she is so alive and so herself and so embodied. Is that the right word? I don't know. She's just like a total ray of sunshine. And her classes are so fun. You almost forget that she's like killing you with her like workouts. So um, this episode was really good because, you know, Christy gets pretty vulnerable in this one. And I really just love her and appreciate her so much for that. We talk about all of these different things like what it feels like to to feel like your plan is moving backwards like you're not moving in the direction that everyone tells you you should be moving towards or moving in we talk about rejection and how that feels especially as an adult and and um how to navigate that we talk about you know, learning how to be authentically yourself and learning how to listen to your own heart, your own gut, your own intuition, um, instead of listening to what other people tell you you should listen to. And so this episode is all-encompassing and overarching, and I really believe that anyone and everyone, I know that usually I tell you guys who exactly this episode or these episodes could benefit but this one is a good one just do yourself a favor and listen to it and I know that you will you know get some clarity or find some sort of enlightenment somewhere so hope you guys are having a wonderful week let's just dive in I think one thing that people don't realize is that Pilates first off was a person it was a man. Joe. Joe Pilates. Yeah. yeah. The, the man. The man. Um, the man Joe. Um, <laughs> when you look at him when he was like 80 years old, um, like he was in immaculate shape. Like it, when you see the people who have been doing Pilates for, you know, there's two people who worked with Joe, like really, really close knit um, before he died and like throughout his life. And they're in their early 90s and they're still touring and like, educating themselves and others and I'm like that's the life I want yeah no kidding so like as I uncover more and more about it like even things about if you see pictures of him like he worked out in his underwear like full on like 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 the yogis did yeah like tidy whities and his wristwatch like that's what he wore (laughs) and I was like I don't really get it but I'm down with his expression right (laughs) like do it where would you want um but you know he so wholeheartedly believed in like full body health and like he wanted his skin to breathe 
while he was like deeply oxygenating himself through breath like he wanted his whole body breathing and even the practice like so much of it is laying down and I always had kind of beef with it because I'm like well most of my life is upright so therefore like I like other forms of movement also and no one in the Pilates world ever taught me that the whole reason is you know, it's putting so much less stress on your heart when you are back lying or, you know, doing more work seated. Um, you don't have to pump so much blood. Any underlying problems that you don't even know you have, you're also, like, helping to keep them at bay because you're just not putting the extra strain that's unnecessary. So, like, he had all these behind-the-scenes things. And, like, I never learned these. And I love the movement and I love the practice before. But now that I'm, like, really getting into what it truly was like Pilates was a concept and it's the principles and the attention to detail that make the practice and he really believed that you know after testing this method for you know 40 years for him and the people he worked with if you do these movements this many times in this order like you are going to live what he said you know a more spontaneous and zestful life mm -hmm. like and, and that's I, so funny because if I was going to describe you I would use those words I love that yeah mm, I love that <laughs> <laughs> I'm that girl on the podcast oh man but you know he was like so ahead of his time and I'm rereading his books right now he wrote in the 40s and like he's talking about too much stimulus outside of us and like how we aren't even living in the moment and there's just like technology is taking over and this was in 1942 yes and i'm like dude if you were here right now like, like what did we have for technology toasters um, in the 40s? i you know i wasn't around um but i'm sure they had something to do some like electricity in my mind was probably just invented i don't know yeah but like the things that he was noticing right off the bat were yeah. so applicable to now and like his goal was that he wanted people to be doing this method worldwide and he believed in it and so that is if I'm gonna do Pilates I have to do his method and I have to teach his method I can't teach some bastardized version of like a mush of what I've yeah. trained in like this is what people are coming for and this is what I am determined to deliver to them so I'm like all in mm. I love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually love how excited you get when you talk about Pilates. My palms are like sweating. Just so jacked up. Yeah. Do so. you think, okay, so where do you think, because it sounds like there was, you know, so much more behind it than just exercise. Like oh, yeah. there was attention to mental detail. Yeah. Were um, there any spiritual components to it or not really? I think that the, I wouldn't say spiritual on like, a level of, you know, like, there's no time for, like, meditation in the practice. At the end of the practice, he had a special room in his studio that he thought that everyone needed to go to to lay down to, like, let the work digest. And I, like, that is meditation in itself. Exactly. He was a huge yogi. Right. So he believed in, like, taking time to, like, decompress after. Yeah. But, um... The spirituality, like, I don't feel is there in the same way that, like, I feel spirituality through yoga. Mm -hmm. um, but the mind-body connection and, like, using, I mean, like, the weird shit we do with our toes, you know, yeah. in class. And, like, how can I look at my toe and, like, not make it do what I see that I want it to do? Like, it was that kind of deeper connection on, like, yeah. a really energetic level and, like, the transfer of energy through hands and, like, using, like, deep tactile cues. And um, I think that he was hoping that you would connect to yourself enough 
through the practice that when you left, you would have a more embodied spiritual life. Which is so interesting because if you look at that from an astrology perspective, so we always look at each sign through the lens of duality. So you're not just looking at Gemini, you're also looking at Sagittarius Mm -hmm. because it's the opposite. So with Virgo Pisces, that duality is actually all about taking care of your physical body, um, making like ritual routine, taking care of detail, like being here physically so that you can access the spiritual plane. That's exactly it. You know, when he taught or when people, I don't even want to say when he taught because if he took you on as a client, you came to his studio and like you performed the exercises that he said that you should do. So he had like charts all around and like this was on you. Him and his partner Clara were walking around like adjusting and like fine tuning. But like you came and you had a purpose and like you like you do what he tells you to do. It's not like you're coming and it's like a big social affair. It's like show up here go out and live a better life. Like, you're not doing Pilates to get better at Pilates. We're doing it to get better at life. And I'm like, sign me up. (laughs) How did you get into it? Oh, man. So I was working at Lululemon at the time. I Always the beginning story. Dun, dun, dun. Starting with Lulu. Always. Mm -hmm. So um, before that, I had, like, just came back from traveling I was an actress and a performer, and I did that. Really, I could never tell me. (laughs) And I was like, well, damn, like, I know I'm a prairie girl, and I was, like, forced with the, you know, I was asked to move to Los Angeles, and it's like, I remember, like, standing on Hollywood Boulevard, this is so cliche, and, like, looking, being, like, at the Hollywood sign, like, what do I do? And being like, fuck girl, like, you do not want to go out past 9.30 at night in a fancy outfit. Like, this is not the life. Like, what you think you want and what you really want are so different. And I think that was the first time that I really had to, like, look and make a big decision. So I was like, I'm coming home. So I came home, and I was working at Lululemon, and they have such great opportunities and programs for their staff to move. Mm -hmm. So I uh, decided, like, I'm going to try Pilates. I've always wanted to try Pilates, and of course, Pilates was not one of the offerings that they supported at the time. But the um, it was privately owned, and it was the owner's wife um, who was teaching. So I like started with her, and you know it was still it proved to me it's like, well, do you really want to try it? Because someone's not giving it to you for free. So yeah, there was a really strong pull there. Obviously, exactly. Like yeah. you know, I'm young. I don't have a ton of money, and I'm gonna give this money because I really believe in it. So. Um, like, I wasn't a mover, I wasn't a dancer, or I was an athletic or anything before. I couldn't touch my toes. I told everybody that my bones were, like, physically too long <laughs> for my body. Like, that was the reason. <laughs> and then my teacher was like, yeah, 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 take this home and stretch for two weeks while I'm gone. And she came back, and I, like, had my hands full under my foot. And I'm like, my bones either shrunk or, like, something's going on. Because this story I've been saying... It's gone. Um, And so I was, like, all in. And then really, really quickly, um, I was like, who do I get training from? Like, and then this woman was saying, I'm going to open a studio. And I said, I think I'm going to quit my job. She's like, I think I want you to work for me full time. She's like, I want you to help me build a studio. And, like, it literally – and I wasn't even on day one of training. And, like, my whole, like, existence felt like it was just, like, falling. Yeah. Right down. Serendipity serendipitously that's that how you say the word I'm gonna go with it yes um like it just all kind of worked out for you which is how the manifesting generator thing happens 
Totally. Like, if you're an MG or a generator and you're pushing, 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 that's not the correct thing yeah. to do. Yeah, so that's really cool. So that was like... How long ago was that? That was 10 years ago. You've been doing Pilates for 10 years? Yep. You are an OG. You know, I feel like... I, I feel like I've been doing it for like a year, maybe. Like, it, it feels like, my, like... And it's really going back with my body. Like, Joe Pilates always said, you are only as old as your spinal column. So, like, how flexible and how mobile your spine is, like, that's a real true test of your age. And I feel better than I ever, ever have. So, like, when people are like, oh, she's 33, like, oh, it's all downhill from here. I'm like, no, not even close. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm, like, 17 years old. Like, I, I feel like I'm Benjamin buttoning the shit. Well, and, it, Kate, this shit definitely works because you have so much energy. Like, you're so lively and energetic and, like, youthful. And what's your sun sign? I don't know. What? Okay, we need to pull up. I don't chart. know any of this. Okay, so I'm pretty sure I have your chart on file because I think you gave me your info once. Did well, you? let's take a peek. Um, maybe. Do you know your birth time? Yes, I do. Okay, great. So we'll check it. Check yourself. Like, you all I know is that I'm a Taurus, and that's. Okay, like, so that's your sun sign. That's my sun sign. So, yeah, my birthday's May 11th. I was born at 7.32, that specific year, it was Mother's Day. So sweet. What year was 86. that? 86. 1986. Back in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I'm noticing is, I don't know what's happening, but I feel like a lot of the women around me you know how, like, when you're young, you're, like, 17, 18, and you're, like, oh, I don't ever want to be 30. I'll be old. I'll be a mom. Yeah. I'll be, you know, all of this stuff. All of the women I know that are 30-plus are just getting more radiant, more beautiful, more, like, driven and purposeful yeah. and powerful and all these different things. Like, I'm fucking excited for Me 30. too. I, like, I love the people that I've surrounded myself with. And, like, some have children and some don't. And some want and some don't. And it's just like everyone is really taking care of themselves and like yeah. honoring where they are and not being like, oh, well, you haven't. You don't even know. Like, there's none of that. It's a really cool time. Yeah. I'm loving it. I feel, I feel like we're so lucky totally. you know, to live right now. Okay, 7.32 a.m.? P.M. P.M. Okay. Um, <laughs> did I... I don't think I told you this. I think we would have met up, like, a couple days after my birthday when we went for coffee. It was just before was your – because your birthday's May. May 22nd. Yeah, and I was I was away. Oh, okay. we, we met up in April. Like, just before. Okay, yeah. Anyways, on my 27th birthday, like, I took the day off. Yeah. And I went shopping, and I, like, usually do – pampery kind of things for myself yeah. on my birthday and I was in one of the stores here and it was a Friday I think or a Thursday I don't know it's a day of the week and one of the the sales ladies was like oh yeah it's like you have the day off today and I was like yeah it's my birthday so I I took I took the day off and yeah. she was like 1920 just like so <laughs> cute and she's like oh like how old are you and I was like yeah I turned 27 and she was like Oh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> and I was just like, I felt really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, like, I know. <laughs> like, just wait, it's 
not that bad, I promise. You know, like, when I'm teaching and my, like, clients are getting, like, younger and younger, like, way, way back, I taught this class called Divas, and it was for young girls. And um, they were in, like, grade six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. And now some of them are married. And it is, that's the thing where I'm, like, what year are we living in? Like, you were in elementary school, and now you're married. Like, they watched me, like, move into a house, get engaged, get married, have a puppy. Like, yeah. they, they watched all those moments, and it was just like, yeah. I, that's really cool. Yeah. That community aspect. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's what puts it into perspective, like, the, the age span that you're really impacting. And now I have these girls, like, who are coming to classes, who are, like, in high school and, like, searching for some sort of movement expression. And I'm like, man, oh, man, like, the things that are available and accessible to young women now is, I yes. wish I had it. Me too. I wish that I had had Pilates or yoga or something like that. I mean, I was a, a dancer and I oh. did volleyball and some of that stuff. But it, it's different. Those things are, are about performance and skill. Uh, yeah. And, and not about, well, and like, putting it in. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it's not for you. It's, like, it's for the team. And you gotta, yes. And you're, you are going to be judged on, like, how you perform. Yeah. You know? And if you're feeling off, well, you better not be off when you, like, hit the floor, you know? Yeah. Like, pull it together. I was never good at either of those <laughs> things because I'm like, I'm off today. Like, gonna nothing can happen. It's <laughs> not going to work. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, were you born in Saskatoon? I was born in Regina. Wow. I did the not even know that about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rhymes with fun. Exactly. Uh, okay, I'm really excited to look at your chart. Okay, that's where the Gemini came in because I was like, you have got to have... Gemini. So Gemini is my sun sign. Okay. And I love Geminis. But um, the reason that I wanted to look at your chart and see if you had some sort of Gemini something is because Gemini is the sign of eternal youth. And people that have a lot of of Gemini are very, like, playful and youthful and effervescent and all these different things. And you have both Moon and Venus in Gemini. And a Scorpio rising. That surprises me. Why? That surprises me a lot. It's like you're speaking German to me right now. <laughs> I'm so, like, yes. Mm, like, I love that. That's me. I love it. Um, okay, so Scorpio. Did you listen to the first episode with yeah. my sister? So yes. she's a Scorpio rising. So yes. when I was talking about... Oh, the, like being like everyone thinks she's like bitchy or something? Like, is that <laughs> what you're going <laughs> Scorpio is the sign, it's a really deep and, like, intense and dark sign, like, in all the good ways. Okay. Um, Like, if you want to look at the energy of, like, the dark feminine, like, um, Cali kind of energy, like, that's all Scorpio stuff. And so people with Scorpio rising tend to, like, okay, there's two sides to this. You guys are really, like, magnetic. Yeah. And people are drawn to you. Um in you know so many different ways but then there also can be like people can be intimidated by you yeah do you feel that oh my gosh yes and I'm like I'm just standing here with my arms open come and hug me yeah. and then people it's like they're like oh what's she doing with her arms open trying to hug people and like, so yeah. I'm like deeply sensitive and deeply open and people are like deeply afraid of me at points like I don't know what it is have but you, maybe it's that have you always been so, have you always been open? Um, I like to think so. Like, I'm always open to people who are 
willing and open back or like wanting to receive what I'm open to give. Right. I can like, I feel like most people I'm like 100% like, like I can find common ground with you. Yeah. Um, cause I can see That's both sides of my nature. Yeah. And I want to, and then there are some people <coughs> and it's like so rare that you can like feel it when you're just like two magnets opposing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I, and I don't know what it is, what, what, what it is. You, okay. So when I start doing like case studies and stuff, I'm going to yeah. study you. Please figure study out me. What's going on? Because like I can see the Scorpio rising, the rest of your chart. I'm like, Oh yeah. 100%. I actually thought you'd have more Virgo, to be honest. Do people ever just, like, print these and put them on their wall? Because it, like, actually looks really beautiful. Yes. Okay, so I'll just announce it now. Announce <laughs> <laughs> it! Um, I got my friend Carolyn. Yeah. Have you seen? Sometimes I share her work. Come on, mine. Sh- She's a graphic designer. Okay, I'm sure I have. Fucking beautiful work. I got her to make up. Um, birth charts like this that are that are going to be customizable. Oh my gosh! And they're beautiful. Like it's it is it's a work of art. Let's see if I have like the thing here. I bet I do, so I can show you. Look at these. <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah, and so you get to pick which color the whole thing, and then every sign has a different like design. Mm. I know. Housewarming gift for myself. Oh, yeah. But, yes, so people do. I've had people look at them and kind of start crying. I've had people look at them and be like, I want this, like, tattooed on me. Do they always look like – I see so many, like, triangles in mine, like, and they're, like, all pointing to the same spot. Yeah. So you could be an astrologer. You (laughs) pick that up very quick. So that's your T-square. Not everyone has a T-square, but that's what happens when you have two planets that were opposing each other, so 180 degrees. Wow. And then one planet that's 90 degrees, so it's squaring both of them. That's that's really cool. Yes. And so that actually creates, like, you know the restlessness that you have? That oh, my general, God. Like, yeah. Thing? Yeah. Um, that's what, what that is. Damn. The T-square. And you actually have a double so you have that that energy intensified by two I feel that and so your release points are in the fourth house and the tenth house so usually I like to focus on you know not this 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 planet here the one that's like right in the middle the 90 degrees is called the apex planet yeah and so sometimes if you focus on the energy of where that planet is it can help you to release some of that tension yeah but i find that the greater release actually comes from the exact opposite point so for you you actually oh that makes sense okay so you <laughs> oh my gosh okay so the way that you release that energy is through focusing on health ritual wellness in the area of career <laughs> that's hilarious yeah that's so funny <laughs> me tuned in on those things no not way. at all but yeah so that thing like your work is actually what helps you quell any of that anxiety or restlessness it's so yeah so for you like this is why like knowing your birth chart is so important because if you were to listen to all the self-care gurus like Make sure you're not working too much. Make yeah. sure, like, if you're overwhelmed that you, like, take a few days off. That would actually make you more restless. I'm so anxious when that happens. And, like, people are like, you have to turn mm-hmm. off. And in, in my mind, it's like, all right, I will turn off doing in order to sit and make lists mm-hmm. of what I then have to do yes. when I'm done not mm-hmm. doing anything. 
Yeah. And if I, like, just get out and, like, you know, if I've got to create a class, I can't just, like, lay in bed and think about it. It's like, I have to just get up and start doing it. And that's the only way that it'll take the pressure off. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what that T-square is. So we all have, like, I have a T-square as well. So yeah. anyone who has a T-square, they have, like, we have our own ways of dealing with it. So mm-hmm. mine is radically different. Mine is, like, um, it's in the eighth house in Leo. So, like, sensual dance and, like, going on dates. Oh that's my, my way. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, like, release, right? That's fantastic. Yeah, so, and, like, performing and, yeah. and, like, that whole thing. Yeah. But if you, yeah, so if you just, like, listen to all of that self-care advice without tuning into what actually works for you, yeah. then you'd be, like, sitting at home trying to do oh, self-care and being, like, why am I not feeling better? Well, you actually release a lot of that inner tension through your work. Totally. I, like, and there will be days where I'm having, like, the best day and I've just come home from teaching and... Then I'm like, and all I want to do is work more. Yeah. Like now I'm like, now I'm like dialed in and like, let's do it. So yeah. I get so much fulfillment from it. It's just cyclical. Like it feeds itself. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly what that is. So, um, this is why I love astrology because you can get just so much information. And yeah. Layers I was it. saying to Danica on Monday <laughs> that like, I'm so interested in this because it feels like a superpower, you know, like if I have these insights as to like my patterns and like where I might go like down like what what path is going to take me or like what do I not have as much control over that I need to be observant of yes that's for me whether you like I don't know I just feel like wherever you are like this could be something that could really really help yeah the awareness of it right yeah and then pairing it with like self-connection mm-hmm. you know and, and that's one of the things like I find a lot of astrologers are doing like you could go and get your chart read and you kind of know a little bit about you but then there isn't that deeper step of okay but what do you do about it exactly it's like now I've got this sheet of paper but I'm not really sure how to apply it yeah I don't really know okay so Saturn tells me that you know maybe I'm not good with money or I'm not good at relationships and, and I think that or, or, you know, whatever the thing is, yeah. or I'm prone to, like, being self-conscious or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, and I, I mean, to be fair, a lot of astrologers aren't necessarily trained in, like, astrology and astrological counseling are two different things. Yeah. Um, and so it's not that all astrologers need to do that. But I also, like, the, the pairing of astrologers working with therapists or, or you know, like, oh, yeah. some sort of work like that because... Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're just kind of left hanging. For sure. Yeah, it would just be like grasping at straws. Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Totally. So, yeah, I feel that way too, and that's why I got into it, is because I was like, fuck. This, this resonates. Yeah, and, and just like knowing my shit and having it just laid out there. Yeah. A, was so gratifying, because I was like, okay, I'm not making this stuff up. Oh, like, yeah. I, I really do have these tendencies, and, like, this yeah. is actually something that I'm working through. And then, B, it helped me to have more compassion for myself. Exactly. I'm so on that. Yeah. I love it. I um, I was talking with my dad that I was telling him to do this, mm-hmm. okay? And because, like, I have – and he found it this year. Um, my first – I guess it was – I think it was a palm reading. Oh, and I, it was 1992. And it was on Danica's birthday. No, I mean, that's yeah. so cute. And um, 
like, I, I remember being so into it, like, we would go to, like, the psychic fairs, and, like, he oh, has these old tapes, that. and then he said that he was just listening to, um, someone was doing, like, numerology with him, and how they were, like, predicting things on, like, the certain years, and he was going back, and he's like, damn, like, this was in, like, I think he said 79 or 1980 or something, that he went, and, uh, yeah, like, when he actually listened and tracked it, like, that guy was bang on. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of, like, grown up with, like, this in, like, the background and, like, not, like, knowing or understanding but having, like, a pull. Do in. you have your original, like, palm reading? Yeah. When you were, like, a baby? Oh, Like, no. six? Like, when you were, like, from that one in 92? Because you would have been how old? Six? I would, I would, yeah, I would have been six. I, what like, did I, they say? Oh, they, they talked about me being a performer. <laughs> and, like, yeah. and you got to the, like, I was painfully, like insecure quiet shy like and I said that I wanted to be a famous guitar player I like just started guitar lessons so sweet yeah but like and and I was in like I was in like choir at that time and Mm -hmm. stuff too but like I wouldn't open my mouth like I had so I didn't want to be like heard seen or like anything but I was like desperately wanting to be heard seen and anything yeah but so funny how that is oh yeah and so like they totally predicted that and then um, I remember one thing that someone said to my dad was, like, to tell her to keep everything creative, like, that she does, and that's going to come back around. This other woman, I, she asked, like, if I had any questions, and I just asked if my brother would ever not be mean to me. <laughs> I was like, you have all of this chance to ask these groundbreaking questions, and you ask about your brother. When you're, like, six oh. years old, and you're like, that's the biggest problem oh, I'm going through, you know? It was a huge issue. Yeah. yeah. He definitely wouldn't let me watch what I wanted when I came home from school. Yeah. Was she right? Did she say that he would ever She stop? said that when we got older, that we would, like, connect. And as soon as, like, I would I would have said no to all of that. But as soon as my brother had kids, like, for sure. I was, wow. like, number one aunt. He's, like, a really great father. Yeah. And so, like, being around that, I feel like we've both transformed. So, she Aww. went, I'd say, like, big high five to Roseanne or whatever her name was. That's so sweet. Yeah. I can only imagine, like, doing a, a reading for a child and having them ask those, like, such precious questions. Oh, my God. And I was, like, so into it. Like, I, and I remember it. Like, I very, very much remember the whole experience, like, the moment, going, doing it, sitting in the chair, like, all of it. And it was, like, I'm like, there's, there's more out there that I don't understand. Like, I remember thinking it on such a deeper level or, like, sitting there at that moment of my age, like, looking at my hands and being like, what are these things? Are these my hands? Like, what does this mean? Like, why is this mine? Like, who is this voice? What's going on? Like, I remember just, and then I'd spiral and be like, holy shit. Stop! <laughs> you get too deep, and then I'd stop. Oh, <laughs> just like a little philosopher, basically. And then I'd be like, "Where's the Simpsons? Turn it on!" And like I was like so back and forth. Like I, I, and then I think I shut that off until I was like, like twenty five. And then yeah. I realized I didn't. I didn't realize. I think from the point of being like seven years old until like twenty five that I was like a human being living on a planet. Like I don't know what. The fuck I thought. What turned that back on? Um, like, for sure it was movement. For yeah. For sure it was movement. Because I was, I had never, 
Like I always laugh and talk about, like I, I was, I was so insecure and I felt like if you watch like a high school or an elementary school dance, you could like gauge the confidence by like how high the girls would take their hands from their bodies. And I was like so locked. Like Even I in high school. Oh my God. Like honestly, until I'd say like I mostly came out like... Uh, <laughs> um, like when I was in the studio because I was like well you got these two feet and now you've got to fucking stand on them because yeah. like there are people here who are like coming this is me. why I love hearing people's stories right because if someone met you now they would not think that you had battled with nope. that right you no know, people always are like oh you were a dancer and I'm like <laughs> no like I was like the girl in the musicals where they'd be, they'd be like yeah we'll put you in but you have to like do this dance move off the stage when we start to sing and dance because you suck. You have the teapot in the back. Yeah, basically, and even then they're like, why is the teapot not in the right spot? Like, I never, I, like, I just, I had no connection to, like, how to move my body at all. I was so, like, oh, I was just angry at it all the time. And so now when I teach, and, like, it really is, like, a celebration of what your body can do. Like, yeah. that's what it is. And... When people assume that, like, I've always had it easy and it's always been good movement and I've always been a mover, I'm like, bullshit. Like, ask me a question, give me five minutes, and, like, I'll tell you why this is important, like, to me. And um, so when I started connecting, like, to myself, to movement, to breath, to my community, to everyone and everything, like, that's when I was like, oh, I'm like... A human being and I'm here for like the full human experience and like all the highs and the lows and like the crazy turns and like the unexpected adventures it's like that's like I'm here for it like all of it put it in front of me and as soon as like I it's like I just opened my eyes one day and I remember saying to Danica even like a month ago it's like I washed my face for the first time like I like felt where my fingers were going and like absorbed like the soap and like felt it like I I've like never been in the moment until like the last few years just so present oh so, like and so sensitive to all of it uh how old were you when you opened the studio oh I was I was just turning 30 like I opened yes yeah okay so yeah we need to talk about that yeah because I was hoping it would line up so that I could have this like beautiful moment with your astrology chart mm -hmm. Um, yep. you actually have Saturn in the first house. People with Saturn in the first house are naturally self-conscious and they're learning how to, um, develop confidence in yeah. themselves. They're learning how to develop self-esteem and a relationship with themselves. Yep. Learning how to reconnect back. Mm -hmm. And so at 30, it's when your Saturn return comes and that's when you start really learning those yeah. lessons. And that's yeah. when Saturn comes and is like, you've got to figure this shit out. Oh so yeah. It's so... You know, and I think you're such a good example of how much can shift in such a short time. Like, complete. You I know, mean, like, you got your Saturn lesson. You're good now. Oh, yeah. It smacked me down, and then it picked me up, and it was like, go. Yeah, and that's exactly what Saturn does. And, yeah. And this is the thing, too. Like, because Saturn returns are becoming such a popular thing that everyone's talking about, but a yeah. lot of people who aren't astrologers <laughs> are talking about it, and they're kind of like don't know what they're talking, talking about. Yeah. I have a lot of people that are just fucking terrified of their Saturn return, but this is what happens. It's always for your benefit. You need it. You need these things. Like, <laughs> you know, just like anytime you cook a bad meal and you're like, oh, I won't put that much of this in there. And it, like, 
you have yeah. to do something wrong in order to do more right. Like, you have to learn from it. Like, ups and downs, left and right, black and white. Like, there's so many things that you have to learn. Like, and every opportunity, like, just go through it. Like, go go through it, flow through it, learn from it. And, like, it's not a restart. It's just, like, a whole other chapter. Yes. Yeah. What do you think... Okay, so there was opening the studio that really helped you yeah. to develop more of, like, a close relationship with yourself and yeah. to just stand on your own two feet. Yeah. What else? Like, was there anything else that really impacted you in that same way? Um, well, like, opening the studio, like, the whole process of it was so hard. Like it was, I can only imagine. Ugh, like, there was so much behind the scenes things and like moving forward at the same time yeah like I'm so insecure but now I have to stand and like be like proud of what I'm doing and like you know make these decisions and like you know sometimes it had to be a decision that was better for me instead of someone else which that was like the first time I would probably would have ever put myself first which was like a really hard thing like get my head around and then you know also then realizing like having the studio if people weren't coming, like, that, that, that's okay. And, like, so many people that I thought would, like, come and support didn't. And, like, that's totally fine. You know, like, people are all different and they respond to, you know, new things differently as well. And, like, I shouldn't devalue what I'm doing, you know, or search for, um, I guess, search for approval from, like, everyone else. Like, I was really following my path and it didn't need to be justified by anybody else. Um, so that, and then decided that, like, okay, this is, like, really stressful to have a studio and a house and a husband and family and a life. So, like, I was like, all right, well, let's sell our house. Like, this seems to be, for some fucking reason, a great idea to sell our house. <laughs> And move into my parents' basement. <laughs> I don't know. But all of a sudden, one day, I just started, like, packing and cleaning. Right. So then we sold our house. And, like, so all of these things were happening. And I literally just felt, like, not grounded at all. I had no idea, like, where I'm supposed to be rooted. So, like, that whole time was, like, very, very eye-opening. Because then you move into the house you grow up. And you're just trying to get over these all of these things that you were never confident about. Yeah. So, like, you're literally throwing yourself into, like, a test from the past. Like, Definitely. Can these things, like, there's pictures of me all over these walls of, like, the most insecure. And, and I, like, I can see it in these mm -hmm. pictures. And so I, like, wake up and I walk down the hall and it's like, oh, there's me when I was, like, you know, hating myself for this. Like, do, 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 do. Like, you yeah. know, it was so, it's, it was such a, like, revealing time. And then also my partner was so great about it and like like we're just like we're in it together and like we're just it's part of the journey like always there and then also understanding like shit like this girl's dealing with a lot and she's in the place that like brings it all up yeah I mean if you think I can't remember like I know Guda Jagat talks about this a lot but I don't know where she got it from probably Yogi Bhajan, but, like, if you think that you're enlightened, go spend time with your parents. That's exactly, yeah. Right? All like, all of your stuff comes up. You, you go home and you're all of a sudden 14 years old again and so yeah. angsty and pissed off and whatever the thing is. For sure. So you definitely would have had to, you know, almost reparent yourself through Re that process. Oh, yeah. Reparent myself 
<laughs> I was like my own cheerleader, like, you can do it. Get up. But then at the same time, it's like, what an opportunity to go and get to know my parents on an adult level. Yeah. And so beautiful. Yeah. Like, it's not like, so, I mean, it's always like parents. Like, they're mm-hmm. always your parents. But, like, we're way differently evolved than when I was 15 living there, right? So, um, it's really amazing to, like, get to know them on a different level or to, like, teach them things. And, like, I think for the first little bit, like, they really didn't understand anything of what I was doing in life, like, career-wise, any of it. Right. And then they'd be like, you know, their back would hurt, and I'd be like, well, you should do this and such and such and, like, take this ball and do this. And then they would do it, like, two weeks later. And they'd be like, so that thing you said to do, it, like, works? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, like <laughs> – really trying to help people get better. You're like, yes, mom and dad, this is why I'm doing it. Exactly. And then they started to like slowly but surely like, you know, eat different foods, take better care, doing it, you know? So it's like kind of like a role reversal at points. And it's nice to like have them be receptive and then have also me need to like be confident and like push. Like they're like someone's my best teachers, right? Yeah. So it's been... It's been an interesting journey. And this is, like, another one of the things that I really love about you is the fact that I don't know a lot of people that could move home, move into their parents' basement, find a way to make that positive. Yeah. I could not live with my parents. And I would not probably, I mean, I don't know. But, I, I like, I love that you talk so positively about the experiences that you have. And you, like, have this ability to find the silver lining in pretty much anything. Definitely learning to do that. You're good at it. Thank you. It's becoming a really valuable tool to see it. Everyone's got a story. There's, you don't always know what's going on in someone else's life that makes them react to yours. Like, take the time to, like, be easy. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. and everything can be such a, a huge opportunity for growth, mm-hmm. right? And if you start to see things that way, like, that's something that I've been hugely shifting into this year is... Like, when pain comes up or heartbreak or, like, there's anything that, that I normally would be like, oh, poor me. Like, yeah. Why am I going through this? And yeah. That, it's like, what is the, the the gift or the growth in this? Yep. How can I make this actually beneficial for me? I'm going to have to go through it. I might yeah. as well learn something from it. Like, come on. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I've, uh, I'm really, like, grateful. And it's taught me to, like you know, this is not, like, the sexiest option to live at home with your parents with a married couple when you're in your 30s, like, but hello, it opened up so many opportunities for me, um, it also taught me, like, when to trust my gut, say no and say yes, um, you know, like, we were just, tell me about that, well, like, I think that this house was, like, such a, well, you know, even the studio, like, so I don't own the movement Mm -hmm. anymore, and that was a huge choice, like, I opened out of necessity. I needed a place to teach, and I knew that there was great teachers who also felt the same. So I did it. Like, I never wanted to own a studio. Never. And I think a lot of people feel like that's the progression. Like, okay, I teach for a few years, and then I open a studio. And that was, like, never my path. It's not something I wanted, but I didn't know what else to do. So I did it, and I learned so much from it. But I'm not business owner, and, like, there are people who can business own and teach, but, like, I'm a teacher and I'm a creator and I develop and I want to make connection and I'm not best suited to sit at home and answer emails or like do the back end shit. Like that's not 
zero on task mm -hmm. for that, no space. Um, so I knew that in order to move the movement forward, move the movement forward, <laughs> um, like I was not the best person to do it. And like we looked at different options of like bringing in partners and ultimately it's like I either I'm an all or nothing kind of gal. So it's either I'm 100% in charge or I'm not in charge at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm not in charge anymore. So to great people who felt like the passion and the community and who are continuing to run it forward and um, like the business is thriving and I'm thriving and the people who teach there are thriving because we're all exactly where we're supposed to be at yeah. this moment in time. So like that was a huge moment because I had, you know, even good friends who were saying like, well, if you're not, if you don't own the studio, then like how do people identify you? You're, you're nothing anymore. And I'm like, did people literally say that to you? Yes. Yes. People said, well, if you don't, so who are you? And then what if the studio fails? Then you are basically just a creator of nothing. <laughs> like, wow. and, I'm, and I'm like, that's cool. And in this moment, I learned that you're not a real friend because you don't have my real interests at heart. And like, if it's going to take pressure and stress off of me, which I was pressured and stressed and felt obligation every moment, you, if you don't recognize that not only have I realized that it is a better choice for me to sell because I feel very strongly, but I also realize that there are people who are almost just befriending me because I have a title and it mm -hmm. matches with their title. And that's not like a level that I'm on. Like I'm in here to, you know, change people's lives, talk about butt cracks and pubic bones. <laughs> and like, I, I can go home and yeah. Netflix. Like, Again, like, we don't practice to get better at Pilates. We're doing it to get better at life. And, like, it's really giving me clarity as I move through decisions. Like, you know, what what direction am I supposed to go? So, like, selling the studio is another, like, who do I listen to? Do I appease the people who have opinions about it? Or do I go with what feels good for me? Even this house, like, we were going to build a house. And we were going to build on my parents' land, which is, like, what so dreamy. What an opportunity but something just didn't feel right. And like we were working with awesome builders and like I was so excited about the process and like, but something just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we found this house on the street that I, and any morning I would drive home from Sarah's class at One Yoga and I would like detour down this street and I'd say like, oh, this, if a home ever came for sale. And I said that in mm -hmm. March and then Something held us back from, like, starting this build, and then this house came up, and it was, like, my dream. And, you know, like, sometimes you don't know what you're shutting down, and then, like, the right thing will appear. So I'm just, like, trusting the feeling, and, like, it's like I'm walking through life, like, a little bit blind, and it's exciting. Like, all of my other senses are heightened, and I'm going with it. And that's, okay, so that's exactly how a manifesting generator is meant to interact with the world. Yeah. So I think too, like, this is what happens when you start to connect enough to your body to pay attention to what feels good to what doesn't feel good, especially as a generator or an MG, then you, you can actually engage in life in a way that feels good for you, yeah. which is what you're meant to do. Like, do you know much about being a manifesting generator? No, I know that you're one, and yes. I think you're so cool. So I'm like, <laughs> Giselle and I are manifesting generators. So we're like, wait, what should I say? Uh-huh. Okay, so I'll give you a little rundown okay. for this. So there's essentially five types. Some people would say four. I split generators and, and MGs into two different types. The first types are manifestors. So these are people who, when they say that they're going to do something and they, they – 
you know, decide to go from point A to point B. It just happens for them. Yeah. They create movements. They create change. They're actually the person, the people that are meant to start businesses and, yeah. and, you know, do all the different things. Yeah. Um, and they are only 8% of the population and they're kind of at the, the top of the hierarchy because they're so powerful energetically. Yeah. And so that whole thing of like anything you want, you can have it. You just have to go out and do it. That yeah. literally only works for manifestors. Great. That's and, it. And they're 8% of the population. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're leaving me with false hope. Yeah. Um, and they have no idea. That's why too, I have so much compassion. I have so much compassion for all these billionaires who are getting shit on right now because their viewpoint is like hard work or like if you want to do it, you just do it. Like yeah. no excuses, whatever. That's their reality. Totally. Because they're manifestors and that's just yeah. whatever. Um, and then we have projectors, which are new. They just started coming into the world in the last couple hundred years. And they actually came into overtake manifestors at the top of the hierarchy manifestors don't like to be at the the top they don't want to manage they don't want to lead they just want to be able to do what they want when they want they want to be rebellious and start movements and start all these different things so projectors came into guide so these are often people that like they get labeled as like bossy or controlling or anything like that yeah it's because they have a very intuitive understanding of people yeah. and energy and how people should be using their time and energy. So I'm trying to think if there's anyone that we both know that's a projector. I know so many projectors in Saskatoon. I don't know why any names are popping up. But yeah, they're um, about 22% of the population. Yeah. And then we have reflectors, which are 1% of the population. Wow. Yeah. And they're totally open. All of their centers are open. So they're really here to reflect the health of the community back to the community. I love that. Do you know any of those? Yes. Who? I've met a couple. Do I know um, any of them? No, I don't. I've met some like, and the thing with, with reflectors is all the other types, usually when I meet someone, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I know. I got you. Well, no wonder, because they're going to be kind of like absorbing whatever. Yes. So, so I actually had a session with a client a couple weeks ago and he came in and I was like, oh, this guy's a manifesting generator for sure. And I wasn't even going to look at his human design because yeah. we were just doing astrology. And then we started talking and I'm like, you know, I kind of want to know your profile. I'll pull up your human design. And I was like, oh, fuck. You're yeah. not a manifesting generator. You're a reflector. Oh my god! But I thought he was an. That's like a superpower for sure. Yes, they're they're really really cool. Like total chameleon. I love it. Um, and then we have generators and manifesting generators, mm-hmm. which are basically the same but different. So, um, both types are really here to be happy and to be lit up. Yep. They're the only ones, we're the only types that carry sacral energy or like oh. chi, prana, mana, like that life force energy. Yeah. And we actually share it with the other types. It's an exchange. And Ooh. so it's our job to actually be excited and lit up about what we're doing because if we're not, we don't have that energy to share. And there are people that need that. There's like that yeah. constant flow. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so generators are very. Like, the difference between a generator and a manifesting generator, generators are meant to master build. So they kind of choose, like, they might go off path a little bit and bring in a bunch of different things, but for the most part, they choose one career path, and then they just go. Yes, and they're very, like, um, if you put a generator and an MG, you know, into the same, say they start a job at the same time, the MG will pick it up really, really quickly and will, like, kind of speed way ahead of the generator, but they'll get bored and they'll quit. 
Whereas the generator will keep going and eventually surpass the, the manifesting yeah. generator. Um, so they're really here to, to build on their skills. MGs are here to do as many things at, at, <laughs> at once as they can. Makes sense. And to like pick something up and drop it when they're bored and pick something else up and drop it when they're bored. And generators are meant to do that too, but they have to, their process is a little bit slower. Yeah. Whereas manifesting generators are a combo of the two. I like, that's, I totally feel that. Yes. Yeah. So cool. So we have like every type has their own conditioning that they're working through. And what I see with a lot of MGs, we have the conditioning of like, fuck, I don't ever finish anything that I start or yeah. I'm flaky and I don't follow through or I'm oh. scatterbrained. I'm all over the place. Like all of those different things. But that's actually your I remember you talking about the flakiness because like and how like you'll commit to something, but it's like, just understand going into this commitment with me that I totally might fail. Yeah. And like, I, I'm very, very much the same. Like I'm either all in or like, as soon as I get the feel that I'm all out, like oh. I'm disconnected. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not going to like entertain it. Yeah. And so that's one thing I've, I've started like teaching and training the people in my life. Like, yes, okay, we can plan this trip for Vegas next year in the spring. Yeah. But if, like, two weeks before I don't feel like going, I'm not coming and I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not about you. It's not because I don't love you. It's not because whatever. It's just... It's how I work. Yeah. It's just not happening. Yeah. Um, because the more we listen to that, the more um, energetically powerful yeah. we are. And the more expansive we are and the more lit up and all of those different things. And so... Um, both MGs and generators have to be doing things that they love yeah. and they have to have like a lot of playfulness and stuff in their life. But manifesting generators are really here to show people that the path is non-linear. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And I feel with where I'm at right now and, and starting to shift to work a lot more with teachers, like that's mm -hmm. what I want to show people is that like there isn't one way to do it. No. Again, that's not even just like with Pilates, but like it's literally with life. Like, you know, there's not many books that you read that say like, at the age of 30, sell your house and all of your possessions and live into your family's house with nine cats, seven dogs, like a hundred alpacas. Like, there isn't a book that says that, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I'm feeling fine about where I am in life. I'm feeling yeah. more than fine. Like, I'm starting to actually feel where, like, I am where I'm supposed to be. And it's just because I'm listening and tuning in and surrounding myself with the right people and... Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's that's really like the MG thing is we're really here to show people that things don't have to look a specific way. It's not like you go to school, you get the degree, you get the job, you do the masters, then you did like you build yeah. on that. Like you can do that if that works for you, um, but it doesn't have to look like that. I desperately tried to like do that. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah, I started with my my bachelor of psychology or bachelor of arts in psychology and then I was like I'm gonna get the PhD and I'm gonna do the research and I'm gonna and no fuck yeah no. no that just did not happen for me yeah and I find the more I let go of the idea of what success is supposed to look like for yeah. someone in my field and the more I just pay attention to what I want to do yeah the more successful I am I totally feel feel that as well I Put so much pressure on like trying to follow what the path should mm -hmm. in quotations look like and then as soon as I like force myself into this box it's like you're setting yourself up to fail because like I don't have all of the same circumstances that that person had to do that you know yeah. um and I've been really trying to tell myself every day like like you don't need to be anything more like mm -hmm. you are exactly what you are supposed to be like you don't have to fit 
something else. That's so beautiful. And such a powerful affirmation. I think yeah. for anyone and everyone. Yeah. Not just generators. Yeah. The thing too, like, with MGs is, like, we are meant to be really playful and creative. Yeah. And we have all these, like, big ideas and we're meant to, to go out into the world and create magic. Yeah. You know, in so many different ways. And I see a lot of manifesting generators who get caught up in trying to be like a generator or like a projector and yeah. generators and projectors have their own their own kind of magic exactly. that they get to tap into but if we try to tap into someone else's mm-hmm. you know source of wisdom or, or their way of doing things it's not going to work for us exactly and so I think that like a really important thing is like sharing the state you know like you don't have to be all of those things you know yeah. like you just do one or two things really well. Like, you yeah. don't have to, like, be the greatest boss and also the best delegator, but then also the forefront person. And then, like, that's why people need, like, a team of support. Like, and that, again, goes in every aspect of life. Like, your family, your relationships. Like, everything has You have to balance and you have to give it up a little bit. And Yeah, and, and that's why I love astrology and human design, too, because they show you how different we all are. Mm-hmm. So you can see that thing that your sister does when she's telling you what to do. My sister's a projector. So when she's telling you what to do, it's yeah. telling you, like, being bossy or whatever the thing is, you can see it as, like, that's actually her gift, mm-hmm. her ability to look at a situation and say, this is what's working and this isn't this is what's not working, let's try and shift things. Totally. And so when we try to make other people like us, we also dilute the magic or the wisdom that they have to offer. Yes. I'm always trying to remember, like, just because I would do it this way yes. doesn't mean that they need to do it. My, like, I don't have to force anyone to do anything more like I'm doing it. Like, no. Let the person be. And how fucking boring would the world be? Oh my gosh, it would be so vanilla. Which, like, I love vanilla, but, like, I also want, like, the chocolate and the things. I want them all, right? Yes, classic MG, I want it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's why I love this body of work, because it just really gives you permission to be yourself, and then it also teaches you how to uh, let people be. Just let people be who they are. Stop worrying about making people more like you because you're not going to like them when they're more like you no like I just figured out how to like myself could you imagine if you surround yourself with people that you were wanting to like fight with all of the time like, yeah. there's enough for me to go around like I only need one yeah Damn. yeah exactly I see this all the time with with couples right so they meet and they're very different and there's all this like intense attraction and chemistry because yeah you do things different and you see the world different and I'm learning from you and there's all of this stuff. But then at a certain point, your difference makes me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm going to try and mold you into being more like oh, me yeah. or more like what I want you to be and we'll, we'll both do that to yeah. each other. And then five years in, we're like, we're not having sex and we don't know why. Yeah. Well, because you're fucking bored. Because <laughs> I'm fucking bored. Because <laughs> like, you're just like shells of who you actually authentically are. It's, I, you know, I really, I try to control, I used to try and control, like, every situation and circumstance, like, so much that even on our wedding, like, I planned everything, I did everything, like, I did the music, like, I no. DJed our wedding, no. I, I was the florist, I did, the, I did the evening, I fucking did everything, yeah, and I had the worst fucking day at our wedding, I was the sickest, I haven't been yeah. so sick in so long, 
And I was the first person to leave. Like, yeah. Because I controlled it all and I didn't let anything flow. You were so exhausted. I was so exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. But, like, and that was, like, a big hurdle to, like, you know, because every year (laughs) you celebrate your anniversary and you're like, fuck, I was a bitch. Like, (laughs) (laughs) thanks for marrying me anyway. Damn. You lucked out. Like, yeah. But, you know, like, to, to also have that opportunity to look back and be like, okay. What are the highlights of the day? Well, you are now, like, married and bound to your best friend. Like, it's not, like, yeah, I had a really beautiful dress, and I wanted to, like, take it off so I could breathe. And I'm like, yeah, my hair looks great, and it hurt my head. Yeah, like, there, I could look at all of the things that, like, weren't awesome, but the whole purpose of the day is to, like, be with the person yeah. that you're with. And I now I can look back and see it, but I remember, like, having, like, a lot of hard times, like, getting over, like, that I missed, like – the whole day. But I'm yeah. like, okay, but that doesn't matter if it's like, this is the end result mm-hmm. here. That's like, I feel like that sums up so much of like my previous feeling of life is that I missed so much because I was always judging or controlling. I was never being in the moment. Yeah. You were in the masculine space yeah. versus the feminine space. Oh yeah. So was there any, like, did you mean to do that to shift into more beingness and more feminine energy? Or was that just something that naturally happened from growing and learning. I think it just naturally happened from growing and learning. And also, like, putting myself around people who, like, actually made me feel really good. Mm -hmm. You know, like, in the last little bit, like, I found such great people in the city. Yeah, me too. People that I feel, like, they feel like home. And, you know, if I need something, like, they're actually there. And Mm -hmm. I never, it has been so many years, I think, since I felt, like, real friendship um, that, you know, Putting myself around really fucking awesome women. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, all I want to do is, like, they get soak up their magic. And, and it makes me feel like I watch them, like, go through things. And it's like, I'm allowed to go through things. Because now I'm with someone as they're going through it. And I know that if I need them, they'll be there for me. Yeah. You know, it's like almost rebuilding how to have relationships with all types of people. Mm-hmm. Not just yourself. Like, I think that it has to start with you and then it trickles out from there. I would agree. And it's so interesting because that's been my experience too. I was very, on the surface, I never looked like controlling or masculine in my life. I always like played the performance role of like the sweet, quiet, like, gypsy wanderer you know and and part of that is me like I'm naturally a little bit um more gentle and and all of those different things but a lot of times too like I would go into like people pleasing almost like doormat kind of behavior like all of these different things that on the surface looked very very feminine but it was actually you know my masculine desire to get what I wanted to control the situation through yeah. my own. After you doormatted yourself, would you come home and be, like, so pissed off? <laughs> All then, of the time. But then you'd be like, oh, hi. Like, yes. And then, yeah, like, just live it about how things went down. Like, yeah, all the time. And so, like, I think that's, you know, the thing that's happening for me now, too, is I'm, like, in the process of shifting into more, like, being. Yeah. Like, being with my heart, being with my emotions, being with, like, where I'm at with yeah. life. And... You know, finding, very similar to you, like, finding a core group of women that I can be seen with Mm -hmm. and um, be vulnerable with and all these different things. I think that was the catalyst more than anything. Yeah. Just having that safe space to be 
seen and heard. Yeah. You know? Did you have the experience, like, I know when I, I first started making, like, friends where I, because all of my other, I've never had bad female friendships. I know a lot of people have a lot of wounds with that. Yeah. With, like, just not trusting women and things like that. That's never been my experience, but they were always kind of surface level, you know, friendships. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then when I started, you know, becoming friends with, like, people like Danica and Darlene and you and mm-hmm. Molly and, like, all of these really beautiful women where we share so much of ourselves with yeah. each other, I actually found it deeply uncomfortable. And there were moments where I was like, I don't know if I like this. It, it, I totally understand. It would be like before I would hang out, I'd be like, all right, what's a, what are the points of conversation that we're talking? I was trying to control, like, yeah. what am I going to say? These people are so fucking cool. Like, yeah. they're so themselves, and I don't even know. Uh, yeah, like, I, I was, it made me feel unsure, and then, like, I would just, like, sit back and, like, be a bit more of, like, a wallflower and, like, soak it in, and I'm like, oh, but I can be that. Like, I yeah. think I always felt like people looked to me and for me for like the entertainment and like put on a show yeah and and it it gets fun and like I can feed into it but then at the same time it's like I'm exhausted and I'm in tears like I don't want to put on a show you know and for people to be like yeah no she's not performing tonight (laughs) she's hanging out with us and like yeah she's our friend you know like I was like oh these people actually are here with me for me yeah, and that and that can be a scary thing too, getting out of those roles that you normally play, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. I usually in my friendships have always played like the more like wise, enlightened, like mm-hmm. this is my perspective on it kind of thing. And so to go into friendships now where I'm not always expected to have the answers or to know what's happening mm-hmm. or to have my shit all together, yeah, is really huge. But it's also fucking terrifying because in those friendships, like, I'm just myself. I'm not, like, any type of a persona, which Mm -hmm. is vulnerable. Exactly. And that's why when, you know, the whole decision of the studio came up, I was like, well, I'm still, like, you know, I'm figuring myself out. And, like, when someone said, like, what are you? What is your title? I I was, it made me think, like, do I need a title? Yeah. Like, like, am I supposed to be a role? Like, can I not be flexible? Can I change my mind? Like, and then I'm like, hell yeah, Mm -hmm. I can change my mind and change all of those things. And then, like, this title will not have power over me. Well, and, like, your story, too, is the classic manifesting generator thing. Like, when you let go of the things that aren't feeling good for you anymore, more Mm -hmm. opportunities open up for manifesting generators and generators in general. So you become more successful by not taking the linear path yeah right and so you had like that really cool experience with like Julianne Huff which I think we should talk about oh my god yeah we should okay so you met her yeah and okay so we should back up like what it is okay so Julianne Huff has created a movement she's still being like really really big they're Mm -hmm. actually doing teacher training right now in Los Angeles um so she had put this thing online I didn't see it. Someone tagged me in it. Someone from Saskatoon said, Chrissy Cooney, like, this is all you. Um, so I'm like, at this point, I'm like saying yes to sure everything. It mm-hmm. my way. So like I submit and thousands of people around the world submitted and mm-hmm. she invited 50 people. And did I, you, what did you have to do to submit a video? Yeah. So you, there was like this like big, um, like questionnaire. 
um, you needed to send in a resume, and I was like, damn, I have to create a resume? Like, <laughs> I have one of those. Exactly. <laughs> Which, um, resumes nowadays are, like, so sexy. So I had to, like, figure out how to do it on, like, my, like, MacBook Air <laughs> that doesn't have, like, that through pages. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did that, and then I had to teach, like, what they said was, like, one-minute dance sequence. I don't dance. I just like music, and I moved to it. <laughs> so that's what I did. I sent one of my sequences in. And um, then I got this, like, super sick email that in two weeks, like, we're doing this thing in L.A. Come. Wow. And I was like, I'm going. Like, there's no way I'm not going. Like, yeah. we talked about it in April. Yeah. And I was like, I can feel it. I'm getting this. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to land this audition. Like, there's no way I'm not. And so I got there, and, like, I did – I met up with all of the right people before, you know, like, I hung out with Danica, I had coffee with you, like, all of the good people in my life that would give me all the really good energy, like, were there supporting me, so I went into it with that, I stretched, I, I meditated the morning of, and then we showed up, and it was a full-blown fucking professional dance audition like I'm talking I got Janet Jackson's choreographer on my right I've got Beyonce's backup dancer on my left and like girls who are like music video I live in LA and I'm like I'm from Saskatoon and I don't know like it was I don't know how I ended up there um and like I part of me was like dying inside because like remember back to the thing like the girls at the high school dances how far you take your hands away so I'm like next to this is what they do and I don't like I just like if the song is right I feel it and I like road dance to it like I don't and so (laughs) we dance the same sequence for five hours like five over and over and I and it's like not like pull your pelvis to this position. Like, it's nothing about what I do. It's like, and one and two and uh, 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 and shake it, do the, and I'm like, what? Um, so I laughed, like, the whole way through, and I, like, was just in the moment, felt it, made, like, great connections, got so sweaty, um, but, yeah, like, I met her. I was one of the, I was the second person in the room, and she, like, walked right up to me and was like, I remember, like, you're the girl from Saskatchewan, like, I know that you live on the Alpaca farm. Her husband is from Saskatchewan, so. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. Yeah, so anyone else there who was like, what are you from? What, Saskatchewan? (laughs) um, But she was like, yeah, no, like, actually, I remember exactly who you are, and I was like, this is cool. Like, we felt, I felt, like, instantly, like, not, like, fangirl nervous, anything. I'm like, this is exactly where I belong. Yeah. And then we started dancing, and I was like, nope. Never mind. Yeah. I don't believe, like, this is out of my league, but what an honor to be yeah, here. Yeah, that's really cool. But there was girls who were crying, like, because they felt the same as me. But, like, I just, I was, I knew what I'm capable of, and you, I did everything I could do. Like, mm-hmm. before things happened, like, I was having great conversations. Like, I wasn't, like, I was connecting with everyone. Like, they had me outside doing, like, on-camera interviews. Like, they strategically put all the cameras around. Like, I was, like, a butterfly, and I loved it. And then I think they were like, oh, she doesn't dance. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, now I'm watching the training, and the people who are going through it, like, are professional dancers. So, like, I can't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. But it's, like, you know, and I'm trying to stay, like, really positive, but, like, it's been hard all week watching these people have these transformative, incredible experiences, but 
I don't know what's coming for me. Yeah. And, like, this is, this might be, like, my lesson. Like, I didn't land it, you know? Mm -hmm. And for people to think, like, everything is just going her way, and that's what she shows, and, like, that is what I show. Like, Mm -hmm. but, like, this hasn't been awesome. Like, my husband would tell you, like, I'm on there, like, refreshing these pages and, like, spending way too much creeping these people and, like, feeling, like, sorting out my feelings. So it's which again like what a beautiful time to reflect and like say to myself like you don't need to be anything more like you're doing it like you're living it and you're about to teach you know 15 people what you love yeah so you know and what a cool experience too to just you know to to even have been able to go there yeah you know like, they would have looked at your resume and seen that you don't have a dance background. Yeah. And they were still like, this girl's cool. Yeah. You know? I still want to, like, give her a chance and see. Like, to go, you, you said there were 50 people? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's wild. It was super crazy. And I'm sure that some of the connections, right? Because sometimes yeah. we, we think that the that the thing or the opportunity is about the thing, but it's actually about someone that you meet at the thing that will bring you somewhere else. Even, even this teacher training program, the program I'm running is in collaboration with two of my best friends from Chicago who, if I wouldn't have opened up this, the studio, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have found the movement and invited me to randomly meet up with 12 women in Malibu who just, like, all kind of, like, Instagram creeped each other. And then the Teachers Collective was born. And then we yeah. went to New York and Chicago. And, like, now I have these friends across North America who, like, I support what they do. They support what I do. And now I'm actually teaching a teacher training program with them because we're all so on the same page. Yeah, so it all just aligns how it's supposed to, right? Yeah. I was just in Chicago in June. And <sighs> I thought about you the whole time. Love I was like, I need to go to... What is it? Coffee and Pilates? Pilates and coffee. Pilates and coffee, but we didn't end up having time. We went to the Bean. My sister yeah. wanted to see the Bean. I was not super interested in seeing the I bean. haven't seen the Bean. I've done nothing like, <laughs> that you're supposed to do when you're in Chicago. And I, I wonder if that's just an MG thing. Like, Chantal was like, we have to go to the Bean. Like, yeah. everybody goes to the Bean. I was like, I do not give a fuck about this giant Bean. Because I'd be like, literally, yeah. that was me. Yeah. Like, we walked up, I saw it, we took a picture. And then that was it. Yeah. Done. But, like, uh, yeah, I have no interest in, like, seeing or doing the things just because everyone else sees or does the things. I wanted to go to Pilates and go get my aura read. Totally. Yes. (laughs) I want to seek out the things that I would do in my normal life just in a different space. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, we didn't get to go. I might be going back there for a um, couples therapy training this fall. So if I do, I'll check it oh my god you you're to. always talking about it yeah I feel like Chicago's like a second home I I could see you in Chicago and I actually really like that city oh, it's the, the people are amazing like mm-hmm. I was really um I, I don't I didn't know what to expect um but like I just love walking around the streets and like seriously some of my best friends are there now and I remember when we did sell the house and everything people were like she's moving to Chicago and then when everyone heard that the studio was sold like everyone made up any story they could but like for sure Chicago, that, Chicago was what like, was the the wildest story that someone made up were there any really funny ones um some like 
There wasn't, it was just more stupid. People yeah. were like, oh, like, she's sick, or right. um, she's moving, yeah, Chicago, oh, she, you know, she's from, like, Sid. She, she's going, she's doing bigger things. It's like, yo, the biggest things I can do is be here, be myself. I love living in this city, and I feel like it's the most perfect place to stop and, like, really just be, mm-hmm. and then I can go anywhere else from here. Like, yeah, why do I have to, like, move somewhere that all I do is spend every waking minute trying to find money to pay for my rent. Well, exactly. No. That's that's one of the things, right? Everyone wants to live in New York or LA or whatever the thing is, but then yeah. you go there and you're working a million jobs. You're not even you don't even get to just enjoy live it. in that city. Well, I think yeah. one of the most valuable things that someone said to me was um like Ryan Lear. He he said we talked when I was opening the studio and um, and I said, you know, I just feel like sometimes people don't take me seriously because I'm from Saskatoon. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be more. And he's like, people will love, like, wherever you're from. And, like, it's also a pretty cool space to, to tell people. Like, mm-hmm. it's a very big, like, talking point. Like, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Like, mm-hmm. and the greatest people really do come from here. Like, mm-hmm. you could, like, a yoga teacher, a Pilates teacher, like, there are a dime a dozen over in Vancouver. There's incredible, incredible teachers there. But, like, I don't need to be there because there's other people. Like, I can travel to be there. Um, yeah. I want to, like, this is where I grew up. These are my people. I want to make my community better. I want, like, people here to feel good. I want to empower the people I know and be a part of their lives as they live it. Like, that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here for that experience. Yeah, and, and that's really cool, right, having those roots. It also creates a deeper meaning behind why you do what you do. Yeah. Because you're like, this is about my community. I have memories here. These are my people, my auntie, my uncle, my fucking second cousin twice yeah. removed, you know? All of them. Yeah. So I, that's exactly I just want to help you live the best life. I love that. Yeah. I love how, like, unapologetically yourself you are. I'm getting there. And then, like... I hear myself back on things, and I'm like, girl, you got to learn when to stop. Like, I just, I really do, like, give all it all myself. If someone is like, let's sit down and chat, I'm like, I will tell you anything and everything you want to know about mm-hmm. me. Like, I don't have walls up. But if we're, like, in a social setting and someone's like, how's your day? Like, right. if you, if it's, like, base level, like, super yeah. surface, like, I die. I mm-hmm. die. Um, but if it's like, like when I meet someone, I'm like, tell me your hopes and dreams. What are your childhood issues? I still <laughs> remember that time we went for coffee and it was exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, had we never met before? That was the first time we just had coffee. Like we always like run by each other. Yeah. And like, but we're like, how have we never like actually just sat and we sat for like three hours. Yes. Like, and I remember like literally sitting down and you were like, okay, tell me everything about me. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. I feel like I'm on a first date and I yeah. love it. That, that's, I want to date my friends. Like that's what I want to <laughs> do. And like when people don't want to open to me, I like, it's like, you won't open to me. I'll up you like 10 times that I won't even look at you. Like I will be so uncomfortable. That's okay. I found it. I've been like waiting for the Scorpioness to come out. I oh, found it. That's Finally. the one. That's it. You yes. don't give to me. I don't give to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like a, cause Scorpios are usually very guarded, but you have a lot of other like openness in your chart that, that counterbalances that. But yeah. that's where, where the like cut off thing comes from. Yeah. I'm, like, deeply, deeply, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Loyal. I'm very, yes, and very loyal. Thing too. Yeah, if you cut my friends or you cross them, like <laughs> if you cross I, her, then you cross me. Do you know that song? I don't, but I'm down with the lyrics. I'm gonna it. send it to you. Please do. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, I'll still like, I'm not gonna make you feel bad about yourself, but if I understand that how you treat someone else is that, then I will just make a really strong mental note to not like, I don't okay. need to let you in. Sweet, we found the Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. There it is. See, this is the thing. Sometimes, like, when I first started doing astrology, I was like, maybe it's not real. Because sometimes I'll look at someone's chart and I'll be like, I don't see that in you. But you talk to them long enough, it comes out. Like, <laughs> like, there, there, there <laughs> it is. She deep down inside. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, the layers of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's, that's, that's the spot. That's My sister's very much like that. The, like, she... Okay, she won't necessarily hold a grudge in that, like, she won't be a bitch to you if yeah. you do something, but she will, like, keep in mind that you did that thing back in 1998 that was really awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That memory, like, my husband will tell you, like, I have the best memory. Mm-hmm. It's it's dangerous, and yeah. at some points, you know, like, he'll laugh, he's like, I don't stand a chance in this conversation like you got it like an elephant like there is no chance that I could take you down on that conversation like I lock it in and it's because I'm really really there and if you say something to me like if you tell me something I will believe you like Mm -hmm. so make sure that it is worth it you know like and if you feel this like I'm gonna feel it for you that much so I'm like I've got to be really careful with how much space I open up to people because like I'm super empathetic. Like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna take on all of that energy. And that's why like I just don't feel like I have it super like a lot of space or room to give people lately. Yeah. Um the people that are important, I give it all. But if like the people who are just trying to like dabble in my life or sneak a little bit, like mm-hmm. I just like I'm sorry, I don't have it. And I'm sure you get that a lot because you are like a public figure in Saskatoon in some way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like especially being an ambassador, um, you know, I think a lot of people still think that you own the movement. Yeah. Right? Like, so there is, like, I can imagine that there are people that do want to pry into your life or know yeah. certain things. Yeah. And, like, I'm, I'm cool to have, like, quick conversations, but, like, to have, to have such long, like, in-depth personal mm-hmm. time with people who, you know, like, if you've never come to a class and you don't know what I'm doing and you've never been there, but you need to know why I sold, like, I don't think you really need to know yeah um and then read that one post about it because like I just fucking lit up um my Instagram with I when I I announced it yeah Yeah, because I was just honestly sick of people like talking about it to my friends without addressing me and it's like if you have a question ask me about it yeah you know I just like I'm just a straight-to-the-point kind of girl. Like, it's such a weird thing to me, too, for people to be that concerned with whether you want to sell your business. Yeah, right? exactly. That, I think that's where, like, Saskatoon is really beautiful, but we still have some weird small-town like yes. small town kind of stuff mm-hmm. happening. And I think that that's definitely some of it, like, the gossiping about business and who owns one and where like what's happening with these certain yeah. spaces and it's like do you weird. really need to know it's weird don't you have something else that you should be focusing on yes like your breath or better <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> literally <laughs> anything <laughs> like, yeah oh man yeah but like 
and again, like, I'm, I'm super open, so like I'm always, you know, ask me a question, I'll tell you it, I'll tell you the answer. But like, if it's like to tell me what I've done wrong or right, like I'm not opening up to that. Like yes. I'm in charge now, like yeah. of myself. And Unsolicited advice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I felt like when I owned the studio, it did have to be like I was a lot more of a yes man because it wasn't just for me; it was for like the people who were working there. Like I wanted to be and do and present the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that like it is me and I'm not the movement, the movement is a collective group of really powerful, impressive knowledgeable I mean I could go on and on the some of the best people I feel are there and they stand on their own two feet and now I stand on mine beside them like we are all together and I can I can say fuck you fuck 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 like, <laughs> I can say whatever I want like, like yeah. I don't have to like censor who I was and that was the thing really the big push to sell the movement was like I don't know who I am anymore like I'm not distinguishing between the two and the studio needs to run its own course and I need to run mine and um that just like just so much pressure off because I don't have to worry about being the wrong thing and impacting Christine you know yeah and you can feel it you're lighter now so much lighter walking on (laughs) but then I'm also then I'm like opening myself up to like this not I don't want to say failure like this thing in LA but like you know that was like that that didn't happen yeah but that's fine you know so it's like it's cool that I've got the space and the time to like what is your process for releasing some of those emotions do you have a physical practice do you just sit with them what's the what's the Chrissy Cooney method fuck the Chrissy Cooney method is figuring it out right now I like this is like I think it's usually, like, um, put it in a box, bury it in a hole, and then just, like, see when the dog really digs it out, and then you got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so, right now, the dog is dealing with it. Like, I, it's come up again, like, and I'm figuring it out. So, surrounding myself with good people, taking time to, like, breathe and sort out my feelings, to continue to move, and then at the same time, like... I just have to keep going about my day and have belief that, like, the next thing is coming. And it is. Like, I can mm-hmm. feel it and I know it and I'm excited about where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but it's just, like, trusting it. And, like, yeah, I've got these two different sides of the conversation happening in my head. And it's, like, which one are you going to listen to? Is mm-hmm. it that you failed and you let people down and, like, da 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 Or is it that, like, what a cool fucking experience. You danced with Julianne Huff. Like, that's the one that I'm going to go to. Yeah. Like, it's a cool story. It's not my path. I'm not a professional dancer. Therefore, I should not be dancing with them, you know? Like, it makes total sense. Um, but, you know, like, rejection always hurts. Like, yeah. so, but my process is just, like, feel it. Because what you're feeling, like, if I, at least I'm feeling anything, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't that be scary if I felt nothing? Yeah. Dead? Just so numb. Yeah, then it's like, I, you've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that it's good that you're processing that, right? I think that often we just try to brush that yeah. to the side and just move forward. And, and then, like, we don't reach out for these new opportunities. We don't, you know, we really yeah. let that color the way that we interact with the world. So I think it's great that you're sitting with it and processing it and trying to, you know, create a, a deeper understanding of it so it doesn't have such a big impact on your life in general. Yeah. And it is a really fucking cool experience. Right? I totally agree. Like, really cool. I'm I'm so glad that you went. Thank you. Really. Like, to, I, I'm, I love that we sat in Venn and we, like, projected that it would happen. I know. 
just new. Yeah, like, so, in my chart, do you see anything pretty fucking sweet that I should be excited for? Oh, yes, let's look at transits, actually. Well, that makes no sense to me, but <laughs> let's look at the transits. So, what that is, is I take the current map of what's happening cosmically and overlay it on your chart. And so when certain planets come around and connect with certain parts of your chart, it activates different parts. Oh my god. I know, it's very cool. Danica was saying that like there's certain places that you should be at certain times. Yeah. Like astrogeography. Like there's so much to this. Yeah, there's like literally every time I think that I've figured out how to do most chart readings, there's, like, a new thing that pops up. Yep. So, it, it's just, I think that's why I like it so much, because I get bored very easily. Yeah. Yeah. So, I need something that keeps Refreshing. me entertained, mm -hmm. you know? Something that's always new to learn. Okay. So, when I look here, oh, you you have some big stuff happening oh, right yeah. now. Like, oh, wait, is this your chart? Yeah, it is. Okay, so, like, lots of really big stuff. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, you have something that we call a happy Pluto transit. Cute. And we call them happy Pluto because you're happy that they happen after, but in the middle of it, you're just kind of like, what the fuck is okay. happening? And these are really powerful because Pluto moves so slowly mm -hmm. that these are once-in-a-lifetime transits. You will never experience this okay. again. And there are people that never experience this All right. transit ever. Okay. So it's, it's like a very powerful, potent one. And so what you have, like Pluto is at, let me see what the exact degree is. So Pluto is at 20 degrees of Capricorn right now, and when you were born, Mars was at 18 degrees of Capricorn, okay? So, a Pluto transit, like, is really deep and intense, and so, like, I could probably spend an hour talking to you about this specific transit, so I'm just going to go into the basics. All right. But basically, so Pluto is, Pluto is also your most powerful planet. It's your chart ruler, because it rules Scorpio, and you're a Scorpio rising. So, Pluto's my that's like my strongest. Is that it's, for everyone? No, just for Scorpio rising. Okay. Um, and Mars would be your second most important planet because Mars is a co-ruler. Okay. It was the ruler of Scorpio before we knew that Pluto existed. Yes. So this is a connection happening between your, your two most prominent or powerful planets. Wow. Which is very cool. Yeah. And it's a once in a lifetime thing <gasps> that not everyone will get to experience. Because Pluto moves so slowly. And so, um, basically, like, Pluto is the planet of deep, deep, deep transformation. Like, not outer shell, like, I'm going to, like, change the way I dress and, and get a new job. Yeah. Like, it's, like, deep inner, like, I'm a different person now. Whoa. Kind of transformation. Okay. cool. And any planet or house that it impacts or touches is changed and will never, never be the same after. Yes. So cool. And so Mars is our masculine planet. It's okay. our um, action, drive, passion. It's, it's like that aspect of mm -hmm. masculinity. It's how we do things and like why we do things. It's like that internal driving force. And so when you have a Pluto-Mars um, conjunction in the, the, the transit chart, 
basically, like, you are discovering how to engage in the world from a place of, like, passion and drive in a way that actually works for you. Yeah. So any of the old, like, so you have Mars and Capricorn. So you're very, like, when you want to get something done, like, you'll figure out the best way to do it. And even though you are, like, a manifesting generator, you'll still persevere until it's done to the, the standard that you believe that it has to be at. Yes. And you have very, very high standards. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. With how it is. That's why I just decided to do the whole wedding myself. Yes, exactly. That yeah. was your Mars and Capricorn for sure. Yeah. No one else is going to be able to do this as good as me, and this is important to me, so I'm just going to do, do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to find the done. fucking time. Yeah, and then you also have Mars in the third house. So that brings also a layer of like research and communication. So before I do something or when I'm in the process of doing something, I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to research about it. I want to know everything that I can. Yeah. And so when you have those two things combined, um, that's a very like masculine way of getting things done, mm -hmm. which is beautiful because that's your, your masculine planet. But what you might find find is that your relationship to your drive and your passion and the way that you get things done is shifting yeah and you might not see the shifts usually when we're in the midst of it it's um you can't really see it it's like you're, you you can't see the forest from the trees kind of thing yeah but then once you know Pluto moves forward then you can start to integrate some of the lessons so anything that you're learning about right now in relationship to the masculine so yeah. the masculine part of you but then also men in your life yeah and then also like anger um sex like anything like that yeah. is hugely important because it's, it's Pluto coming in trying to teach you something it's like the, the cocooning and then the butterfly I can actually like 100% feel it okay cool because it, and it's again it's like this um, conversation that I'm going back and forth with like it's almost like I've got this like split personality and I'm mm -hmm. slowly like becoming more of one but there's like still that nagging like thing in the back that I'm trying to leave behind or like how much I want to push how yeah. hard I want to work what's really important like really feeling why I'm I'm here and what my purpose is and is my purpose to like only work is my purpose for mm -hmm. family I'm I feel the shift yeah yeah and it's confusing because mm -hmm. I have I've been very very um like career business all the way don't stop yeah and now I'm like feeling like I want to stop and restrict how much I'm giving out yeah so I I feel this yeah, that's really cool. And it's a really powerful transit. So the thing that's going to be really cool with this, because Pluto and, and Saturn are, um, they're moving together right now. That won't be happening, like Saturn will, Saturn moves way faster than Pluto mm -hmm. does, so eventually it'll go ahead. But when you have, so you'll have Pluto impacting your Mars and creating all this transformation and like a little bit of chaos and it's yeah. kind of like, Pluto comes in and, and rips the whole thing apart and deconstructs it. Yeah. And then you're kind of left to, like, put the pieces back together. But this will be really nice for you because Saturn's going to come in. And Saturn is actually the planet of, like, structure and boundaries and all that stuff. So Saturn will help you Amazing. to reconnect and, and reconstruct the whole thing. So that's really, like, beautiful, too. And it's happening soon. Yes, this year. That'll happen. They, they'll come conjunct, so you'll have Saturn and Pluto connecting with your Mars at the same time. Because Pluto moves really, really, really slow. So this is like a two to three year 
kind of deal. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like Pluto's like moves at the speed of my dog. He's like, he's taking it all in. Everybody's he's doing it slowly. Definitely. Definitely. Very deliberately taking in all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Pluto moves very, very, very slowly. So you have that going on. And then you have, oh yeah. Where is that at? What degree? So last year was a big year for you. Yes. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Last year, last um, November. Uh-huh. So. Okay, just wait. I want to see. Sometimes I love going back and looking at um, when the exact connection was. Because, so Uranus just um, connected with your natal north node. Oh my gosh, yes! You are really intuitive and in tune. Oh my god. Very, yeah. because literally, like I, I put, you can go back and check certain dates yeah, what yeah, transits yeah. were happening. And so I went back to November of last year, and it wasn't exact. Yeah, like, um, like exact. Um, of November last year, um, Uranus was conjunct your North Node, and North Node is where you're going. It's, it's like karma, it's destiny, it's passion, it's purpose. It's not passion, sorry, it's purpose. It's like the energy that you're learning how to embody. Yeah. And Uranus is a very, like, eccentric, um, like, unpredictable kind of energy. And it'll get you to be more authentic in everything that you do. Love it. And so last November, Uranus was coming in and, like, connecting you back to your purpose, but in a way that is, like, authentic and aligned and has nothing to do with, like, what other people want from you and everything to do with what you want for you. Yay. So cool. Oh, I listened. Yeah, Yay. you did. High Yay. five. Okay, let's end on that note because that was really exciting. That was a really cool one. I'm going in the right direction. Yes, you are. Thanks, Giselle. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on. Anytime. Yeah, well, that, we should do it again. Please. I feel like we have so much more to talk about. Yeah, especially with this happy Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll interview you after you're through it and we can talk about that experience. Yes. Okay, great. So excited. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Bye. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you again for listening to episode 11. And I just want to say, you know, I'm so thankful for everyone who listens to this podcast. I started this as a passion project. I just wanted to have fun with it. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And the response has been overwhelming. And it just... I never expected for it to resonate so deeply with people. And so I just want to say thank you so much for listening and giving us your time. And also for all of the messages, there is nothing I love more than when people reach out and let me know how these conversations are impacting them. I also want to just add a little... um, I don't know if it would be an apology, but I don't know if you guys noticed at some point during the recording that we actually stopped the recording and then came back in. Um, My brother, it's really a funny story, so I'm going to tell you guys. So before Christy came over, I told my brother, I said, you know, I'm having someone over. We're recording a podcast. 
please don't come upstairs. Please just like stay in the basement, which is where he lives. He lives with me. Um, but we have like totally separate suites and he said, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. And then, (laughs) um, while we were recording, I got a text from him asking if we wanted pizza. More specifically, he said, do you guys want some pizza for your witchcraft? (laughs) Because that's what he thinks that I do, witchcraft. Um, But I didn't get it because I didn't have my phone with me while we were recording. And then he just decided to bring pizza up. So (laughs) throughout the, and I I got so annoyed, but um, you could probably hear him like knocking and kind of like banging on the door. And he was being really sweet trying to bring us pizza, but I was pissed and you can maybe kind of tell in the recording so I just wanted to FYI that and also tell you a funny story hope you guys have a good week I have two episodes coming out next week because there's just a lot going on um so stay tuned talk to you later